I think I like more improvising and just kind of going with what feels right. Sometimes the kids will come to class and they may have had a day full of testing. They really don't want one more structured thing to do. They need more freedom. And so we have to be spontaneous in that way. That's Miss Dexy, dance instructor, aspiring motivational speaker, and mom. She stopped by after class to chat about the mental relief of dance, the art of self-development, and encouraging the bloom of kids' creative expression in and out of the studio. All this week on Chatty Crafties. Hey, Amber. Hey, Angelica. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for running the show without me the other day. Oh, sure. No problem. Who do we have on? We had Miss Dexy on. She is a dance teacher. Um, my kids uh, have taken some classes with her for the last couple of years, and she is just so much fun. I wanted to get her on because she is so positive and somehow manages to wrangle all these cats into Ooh, yeah. a really fun dance number every year. And cats who can talk. Cats who can dance. talk and talk and dance. And talk back, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but since you weren't here, I thought it would be fun to do our weekly inspiration Yeah, again. let's just do the show and then <laughs> while we're here in this beautiful aviary. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. This is this one bird in here. One bird that we've trapped. Um, my weekly inspiration is that we reorganized our office. It looks nice in here. Matt and I have felt a lot of work anxiety lately where, you know, we haven't wanted to be in this office and what I have kind of loved about having it is it's separate than our home life. So if I want to get some business done, I come out here, but business has been feeling very heavy. So we've been running away from it. The idea was switching places. So Matt is in my corner. I'm in his corner. I have more room. I feel like it's setting me on the trajectory to feeling better about work. The other part of it was having Genevieve come in on Friday night and doing an office blessing. And she's done this for us once before. It was really nice then to kind of set some intention about what we wanted for our company and what we wanted about working together and and I felt like that was really important because it wasn't just about, hey, we want this to be a good spot for people to work. It was like, what do we actually want out of our work life? Here, here. Yeah. So what's your weekly inspiration? Um, well, this past week I've spent um, probably about like 15 or 20 hours working on um, a fundraiser for the Vortex Theater called Salvador Dali's Naked Feast. It is somewhat annual and... Um, it is like a, a wild, sprawling cocktail party that calls in all the patrons and raises money for the season. And so this week, I've shown up a couple times and worked on music with a few other musicians and had this really great time harmonizing with strangers. You know, we sat down and started playing and, you know, the chords were simple. Everyone could follow along and everyone just kind of meshed. Just such a nice reward for investing just a little bit. As a harmonizer, as a professional harmonizer, yes. <laughs> such a reinforcement of that idea that this is what I really like to do. Mm. It was just so nice getting to do it with, with people, with real life human beings. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so for I'm like... still feeling it. I mean, it was last night, but <laughs> yeah. So here we are. It is mm -hmm. a week out from Halloween. So I don't know if anyone else's alarms are going off. Do you have your costume yet? 
do you have your spooky sounds for the front porch yet? Or do those spooky sounds just come into your earbuds? I don't know how you're doing your spooky <laughs> sounds. But I have curated over the years a Halloween mix aptly called Halloween Mix. Oh, you can find it on Spotify. We'll put the link up on the website. Yes. But it's got something for everybody. And I think it's just a, a real treat if you're in the mood for something a little spooky, but pretty safe. Oh, man, the kids are going to love that. They've been playing Monster Mash. Yeah, you're not going to find that. <laughs> and they've been playing Werewolf in London. I don't know. They have something on Kids Bop that um, I am real tired of hearing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as soon as we're done with this, I'm going to put it up so the kids can hear it and great, jam out. Great, do. I feel really good about our group costume. We showed the girls Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. Oh, yeah. And they're really, really into it. So, Oh, uh, stop everything. Let's talk about that bun. She comes out to prom yeah. wearing that bun, that like... Like a sock bun. At the time, I thought, how did she get that bagel yeah. in her hair? How did she... It's so tightly wrapped. It's so flawless. And that's what kept me coming back to that movie. That <laughs> and Luke Perry every time. Oh, man. But he has a tiny little soul patch. And yeah. when he's getting ready for the dance, he shaves off... He has so much shaving cream on his face. And he shaves off just his soul yeah. patch and just his long sideburns. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I God. love that movie so much. And then, you know, I'm a huge fan of the show. Yeah. It was the first show that I ever binge watched. So I've been trying to show the episodes to the girls. They both want to be vampires. Mm -hmm. They voted me to be Buffy. Oh, I'm really feeling good about that. Because I was Buffy the year that I binge watched it. And nobody knew who I was because I didn't have an ensemble. And now that I've got the girls as vampires. Please tell me what you're going to wear. So we watched um, so far three episodes. Do you remember the cheerleader episode where, like, the girl was a witch, the mom was a witch, and she took over her daughter's body, and Buffy's um, trying out for cheerleading? This is early. This is season, season one. This is season one, episode three, I'm okay. pretty sure. So okay. there's a maroon cheerleading skirt and a yellow V-neck and some pom-poms and like a high ponytail. Cool. So that's what I'm going to wear and have like a steak. The perfect hollaback to the movie. Yeah. Someone's going to get it. Yeah. And so Matt's going to be a victim. Spike's not in the show yet, right? Mm-mm. Wait a minute. Oh, Spike and, and Pike. Pike. I know. What is going on? I just connected that yeah. and it doesn't connect at all. At all. Yeah, because... Pike's not a name. Pike is not a name. It's a fish. And her love interests were all vampires. Well, no, Riley was not a mm -mm. vampire. He was a mutated military man. Yeah, I don't know what she sees in him, honestly. Maybe that he was normal. He's she was nice always guy. trying yeah. for a normal Big life. and tall. Yeah. Nice. She um, was, it was a rebound from Angel. Sorry. Sorry, Beth. Yeah. She just wasn't ready for that spike. And I was ready the whole time. <laughs> I don't remember what episode it was, but when they go crashing through that dilapidated old house. Yeah. You know, wall through wall, floor by floor. I mean, I was already hooked, but if it, I weren't. Yeah. I, I, I still, I fantasize about that all the time. Oh, it's you. just so raucous and crazy. Yeah. And Buffy's finally turning into her dark side. Yeah. She's accepting like that. Buffy, she's you not died, normal. girl. Yeah. You got a fake imaginary sister. 
<laughs> it just appears. You got other day. problems, man. <laughs> just take take that vampire day. Just, yeah, just, get just it. Get it. <laughs> what is this show? It's an explicit show. Do you know the girls have been listening to this? I, I would say that. I mean, it's been pretty clean. And she was like, Amber said the B word. I was like, I. I, I bet. I, I bet. She said bet, didn't she? <laughs> yeah. She's always dropping bets. I was like, just don't repeat it. Because I know that they are hearing these bad words and they have the urge to say it. And so I told Eloise that if she wants to, not to say it at school, it is a home word. Amen. And that she can say it once a day if she feels like it and never when she's mad. Just, Ooh. I got it. I got to get it out. I want to say it. I'm curious about saying it. And she did. I was like, which word do you want to go for? And she's like, I don't know. You pick one. And I was like, do you want to say damn? And she goes, okay, damn. Oh, my God. And she felt good. And that was it. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because um, I don't know what I was reading. but I So if you want to let your kids know, like, the importance or the, the potency of cursing, let them say it under whatever kind of supervision. But let them say it when they are feeling really mad so that they understand, like, yes, this is an important word for letting you express some kind of hostility rather than physically but it's to teach them like hey we're using it for an important reason you know we're not just talking trash all the time which most of the time we are talking a lot of trash but it's you know it's it's a heavy word and you you know it's for using in this way a bad word quote unquote makes kids so curious about it and i i don't think that there are bad words i mean Sure, some of them are grotesque or are meant to offend. Like moist. <laughs> I was thinking of the C word. Um, that one I'm not a real big fan no, of. No, it's especially potent when you're driving, though. You're saying courteous, right? C for courteous. Yes, for That's when Eloise listens to this. Yes. That other driver. Um, <laughs> so courteous. <laughs> so courteous, I want to run them down. Oh, man. I just, I, I don't curse that much out in the world, but when I'm in therapy, I, I feel like I'm just right and left cursing them and I told her the other day like I don't know why I'm doing this but I'm just gonna go with it yeah because you found a play space for it and that's what I think the idea is you know giving your your kids a play space to use use these words Mm -hmm. a place to vent cool good idea good ideas all around hope it works and doesn't backfire we'll see um, here's another good idea. If you're listening and you have some old costume photos of Please, when you yes. were a kid or maybe you've made something for your kids, we'd like to see some photos of your handmade Halloween costumes. And maybe these are Christmas costumes or, you know, pageant costumes or something. We would love to see what you turned out because we're putting together a little costume parade. We're hoping to put together like a little photo journal so you can flip through and see what everybody else has been making. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's pretty cute. Well, we would like more. So if you're out there and you've got, you're just sitting on this stack of photos of you and some aluminum foil, send it in. I did, um, I sent you a picture a couple of weeks ago. I made a chicky baby baby, and I had posted it to Pee Wee's Facebook page and he did a costume parade he didn't call it that. I like Mm -hmm. the name of it. Good job with that. Mm -hmm. Um, it was just some Facebook album and she was one of the 10 that he selected. Oh my God. And I just died. Yeah. Please go to the website and check out this photo of Eloise. She's real small and cute and she's wearing this adorable sweatshirt that I turned into a beret I hot glued um there was a wig that she had um and I braided some braids so there's some um over her face braids I made a little beak out of um 
poster board, um, and she's wearing a black dress. And she's Chicky Baby. It's, it's real simple. She really hated funny. that beak. But yeah. she still wears that beret with, <laughs> with the, <laughs> the braids. It's so good. Well, anyway, up next is Miss Dexy. Yes, please stay tuned for our interview coming up right now. Hi, Dexy. Hi, Angelica. <laughs> you are my daughter's dance teacher, and she's been going to your classes for, I want to say, like two years, maybe, where, you know, every Friday she comes in and either does hip-hop or modern dance or, you know, something that yes. she has been enjoying so much. And I enjoy having her. She's so fun to have in class, oh, and good. she re- she makes it fun. Dance is really important to me. I grew up with a dance background. I'm not great at it. I took a lot of classes in school, and um, I love to go dancing, and I'm usually the first person on the dance floor. So this is something that I really wanted to encourage in my girls to, you know, explore their corporal expression through music. So what is your background in dance? So... I've been dancing since I was probably walking, but my mother at the time, she wasn't able to afford professional dance classes for me. Later on in life, she reached a point where she was able to do that, but I had already found the creativity to kind of go out and figure things out on my own. I would go and maybe... um, look at a tape or pair with a community, go to a community class, something that was free. I'm really good at finding free things and mm-hmm. free stuff. <laughs> and I like so I was really creative about that. And then as I got older, just more opportunities would come for me to dance. I did a lot of expressional dance in churches or places where they wanted creativity. I worked with a community dance theater company when I was living in Nebraska. So I was just able to create opportunities for myself to gain experience dancing without having ever really been formally, formally trained at first. And then when I went to Japan, I lived in Japan for about five years. Oh, really? And there was a teacher there, and I actually took lessons with her for the first time ballet. And I was a lot older by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was very interesting for me, but because I had been doing it for so long, she thought that I had been trained, but I, I had not been trained. So that was pretty much, that's pretty much my background with that. And I continue to dance. I continue to learn. I continue to go to different uh, workshops and master classes to really hone my skills. Mm-hmm. But yes, I danced creatively from the time I was two and I just found ways to just do it it's just in me it's just something that Mm -hmm. I've just always enjoyed I'm a dancer I'm that's what I am I'm a dancer so I dance and so do you teach how many classes do you teach at the Y so right now dance classes I teach two ballet classes and I teach two dance classes that are modern dance and then right now I'm teaching a mixed fit family class I was teaching hip-hop and I've also taught African dance and expressional dance and I try to incorporate a lot of different types of dance in my modern dance class now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then I also teach kids yoga and I teach gentle yoga also okay at the Y so it's a pretty big schedule as far as what your classes are there yes 
How do you choreograph the dances for the different classes? Because it's different dances for each class. You've got to like come up with something for each round. Um, What's your process? So it depends on the class that I'm teaching. I like to do a lot of things. I like to do a lot of freestyle stuff. So a lot of my warm-ups for my classes, I just do fun, freestyle, whatever I feel in the music. And then depending on if I'm prepping for a show, I will actually look at things that I've done in the past, see what I like. I will look at different choreography, different genres of music. And sometimes I'll pull pieces of things that I like and I'll kind of mash them all together with original dance choreography and something I've seen like, oh, I really like that dance move. Or this is a new craze that the kids are doing. They really like to floss. Right. So I'm going to put that in a dance choreography that we're doing or a dance number that we're doing. So it's a whole lot of different pieces that I use to create Mm -hmm. the choreography. And do you just like get in front of a mirror and you just memorize the dance that you're going to do? Like, do you start writing it down? Like, how do you memorize it? So I'm not one of those that draws the little pictures and can do the little stick figures to remind (laughs) me and have notes of dance steps. I pretty much have to practice. Mm -hmm. I have to practice, 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 and just kind of know what I'm doing. So there's different choreography for different dance forms. And some of the dance forms that I do, for example, the mix fit platform that I, um, that I do, I, there's choreography that they give to their licensed instructors. And so it's, really simple I can go in and I can go and I can learn the choreography that they provide for us and then I give it to um, the students and the people that are taking the classes and so that is one platform but for the dance that I do for myself and original choreography I just come up with it and then I rehearse it rehearse it rehearse it and then I present it to the class gotcha Mm -hmm. and how long do you spend on coming up with a new choreography so it depends on the song some things uh it'll take me mm, maybe a couple of hours at the most sometimes it doesn't even take that long um but if it's something that's really like a long song or something that I'm putting together for a show it takes a while I'll spend depending on what type of schedule I have I will spend maybe a week just making sure that I've researched all the pieces that I want, making sure I've looked at all the movies that I want to look um, that I want to look at to see if there's something that I wanted to incorporate from here or from there, and mm-hmm. just making sure I put everything all together. So it doesn't okay. usually take a long, long time, but like I said, depending on what it's for, if it's for a show or if it's just for a class or if I'm just teaching. If I'm just teaching movement and I'm trying to get the students to just be creative in their own space, I don't choreograph for that. I don't, that's just something that I go from the inside out with. And I'm that way with a lot of things. And sometimes my students will say, Miss Dexy, this is the way you taught us yesterday. And I was like, well, because that's not what was on my mind yesterday. <laughs> You're going to go with the flow. We have to go with the flow today. They're like, okay, we like that. Can we make up moves? Sure. Oh, nice. <laughs> Just as long as we're not on stage doing it. So, yeah. A lot of room for creativity in class. So you might react to if they're having trouble learning a move. You might say, all right, scratch that. Let's try a different, you know, order of steps. 
um, yes. if they're kind of like stuck on something. Yes, absolutely. And we have that sometimes in class because they just cannot get their feet to go in the right direction or their arms are kind of all over the place. And they'll actually say, Miss Dexie, can we do it like this instead? Mm. And I'll say, of course, what feels most comfortable in your body? Show me what feels comfortable in your body. And I've also done classes where a lot of my classes, um, we play a game and it's kind of, the kids think they're just playing, oh, we're playing freeze dance, whatever. But it's giving them a chance to lead oh. and to kind of begin to create their own choreography and have someone else follow them and to be able to teach teach them and to kind of just get their own movements and their own creativity and see what the music says to them. What's the music speak to you? And Especially in my modern dance class that I'm doing now, I'll play a song and I'll say, just move. And I'll say, move slowly now. Move quickly now. Move like you're going through. And I just give all these different scenarios for them to just be creative mm-hmm. and see what they come up with in those 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 spaces um, of just being able to have the freedom to do what they want to do in class. To get over whatever mental block they may have. Because I'm sure, especially if you're getting parents involved in like the kids' class, like doing the flash dance this Friday, right? I'm sure you get some hesitation from some of the parents where they're like, oh, I, I haven't been practicing this dance, or I haven't been, I haven't taken any dance classes. So you probably use some of those you know, just do whatever feels natural. Just try this move, like something to just get over that mental block. Right. And we do. We do do that. And you've danced with us. I have. (laughs) (laughs) You've done a flash mob with us. No, that was my mother-in-law. Oh, she did. Yes. She said she hopes a video does not exist of that. And I said (laughs) I was going to hunt it down because I'm sure it was great. We do have videos. (laughs) I do have a video of it. And it was fabulous. Yeah. I thought it was really sweet that because she does not feel comfortable dancing. Um, She's one of those people that like if music comes on, like it takes, you know, so much to get her to feel like her body can do that. And, you know, for me, dancing isn't about doing it the right way or the perfect way or, you know, it's more about like what your body is getting out of it. Exactly. What you're expressing. That your words can't express and that your other art can't express. That is absolutely it. You should come and do a class. I probably should. Best. <laughs> do, just do an expressional dance class. Just yeah. come in and say, we're going to just express ourselves today. And That's what take- I need. Um, as far as choreography goes, I'm, I can't remember it. I can't remember the steps. And I took some modern dance classes. I don't know. It's probably... Eloise is probably one or two and I was trying to get back in shape after having a baby Mm -hmm. and I just I realized I stumbled over the choreography and I got too self-conscious to be in the class that I couldn't you know just remember a really simple step right but if it's just expressing myself like I am very comfortable with that and I think that's great I think that's a great platform for a lot of people to be able to like you say express yourself and that's something that I'm really moving towards to offer into community because I feel as though movement helps you to settle into some spaces in your body and I think yoga has become one of those creative kind of platforms where people go and they seek out yoga because it's oh it's calming and you're soothing and you know it's this and this and that and 
the movements or the, the, the yoga asanas that are offered for that, it's still, <clears throat> excuse me, moving the body in a certain way that helps it to be able to sit for a period of time for balance. Yes. So the movement is not, it's not for exercise or for anything. It's to help you to really move from the inside out. Mm-hmm. It's to help you to create a passageway. The body becomes a passageway to peace instead of a roadblock is yes. what happens. Yes. And so dance is also a form to move the body to get out of the mind, to get out of the head, to get out of the spaces of whatever happened throughout the day, to just kind of get lost in the inward spaces of your being for the purpose of simply just being there. Yeah. And just being able to express yourself in whatever creative form you feel at that moment. And then when you leave class, you feel great. It's like therapy. Exactly. Dance therapy. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Because it generates a lot of unspent energy Mm -hmm. once you kind of tap into those still spaces in your body that you're trying to expel, you know, something that's been sitting there. And so that dance really kind of lets you exhaust yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so beautiful. Do you improvise when you are just kind of dancing or do you feel more comfortable with structured moves? I feel better with improvising. Depending on the class, again, if it's a specific dance form where I'm licensed to teach it and it's someone else's brand that's being promoted, um, then I stick to the choreography that I'm given so that they can get the benefit of what the creator wanted for them to get. Mm-hmm. But if it for my own personal creativity, I love to improvise things because it it gives room once again and space for whoever's participating in the dance class for the participants to be creative and not be stuck to one particular thing and it helps them to be able to move and just kind of be creative. So What about, do you ever go out dancing or do you get enough dance during the day that you don't need to like (laughs) (laughs) go out dancing? Who has time for that? And the only reason I say it is because my birthday is coming up and it was mentioned as an option of my friends. Like, should we go to Barbarella for like their Halloween dance party? And I was like, that sounds really fun and particularly exhausting (laughs) and I don't know if I have it in me to go out on a weeknight a but um you know it's I don't get that same way to spend my energy from not I don't have a dance class that I'm attending right now but um I really love going out dancing And I love dancing with my friends. And the reason is to, like, connect with them Mm -hmm. or, you know, like, we've been talking about spending that energy. But there's something about, like, interpreting the moves and, like, doing something to make them laugh and having a connection, basically. And so for me, going out dancing has, like, a place in my life Mm -hmm. that I have... I spent way more time doing that when I was 15 or 16, and so I have, like, fond memories of it. Um, but as, like, a grown-ass adult with kids, I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily have that same option. Right. Um, but I, I think it's really fun and sweet. Um, and so, I, yeah, I wondered if that's something that you ever do or have done. Just 
like you were saying, um, when I was younger, I think I I used I loved to go out dancing with my sisters and my friends, and. We have dance breaks at my house, my kids and I. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We love Mm -hmm. to have dance breaks at our house. But I haven't been out dancing, I think, in years. So I would actually love to do that. So if you have an idea about that and get a group together and we have some creative people that want to go dancing, let's do it. I'm I'm all for it. That sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) I'm all for it. (laughs) So speaking of your sons, they take part in your dance classes. They do. I think that's really sweet. Um, how does it feel teaching them? When they were younger, it was different because it was something new for them. They didn't know mom's a dance instructor. Mm -hmm. And if I don't get these moves in class, I can always learn it at home. Sure. So they would pay attention. Now that they're older, my oldest one has his own way and his own creative way. And sometimes he'll come in and he will assist with a class or Mm -hmm. I will let him instruct because he just, if there's a new dance craze or there's a new dance that the kids know and I haven't learned it yet. Oh, sure. I will have him come in and he will teach the class and he will teach the kids the new, this is the new dance that they're doing. This is the new nay-nay or this is the new whatever new dance that they have coming out. And he, he will teach them that. I love that. So... That's how he, he stays involved, and he'll jump in the productions to kind of do things that the younger kids may not feel comfortable doing, or they're just not ready, or if I just need an extra body, mm-hmm. then I'll just pull him in to do a certain part, and he's all for it. And so that's really that's really good, but he doesn't really take dance classes with me anymore. The youngest little one he loves to dance with his friends. Okay. So if Eloise is in class, yeah. and Lily and Oliver are in class, he's all about it. He's all for it. And he loves making new friends in class, but he likes to also learn at home. So then when he comes to class, he can kind of help teach. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Feel like special. Exactly. Yeah, teacher's assistant kind of Sometimes. Thing. And sometimes I will, I will let him. But a lot of times I won't. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not fair. <laughs> yeah. And so sometimes I'll let him use that little perk and sometimes I won't. Sure. It's mm-hmm. a it's a really interesting place to be. So my mom is an art teacher mm-hmm. and she was my art teacher growing up. So in elementary school in Houston, um, I was at a private school from second to eighth grade. So second to fifth, she was my art teacher. And so when I went in her classroom, I was just kind of like, yes, how can I help you? Oh no, this is the way to do it. And it very quickly became obvious that I just needed to be a student in the class and that like that doesn't necessarily go over very well with the other students that you're like, I'm exerting some power over you guys. And I don't think that I like knew that that's what I was doing at the time. But like every kid just, you know, they want to be like, this is how I'm special, you know? (laughs) And as like a second grader, that wasn't like the best choice. So I'm always kind of curious how other kids who are in their parents' class, like how they navigate it and get to the other side (laughs) because it was hard for me. Um, But like you said, at home, it was kind of like, yeah, I get this one-on-one attention. If I have a question about a design, if I have a question about a material when I'm working on an art piece, I can just call up my mom and be like, hey, what kind of paint would would you use for this? Or call up my dad, who's a carpenter, like, hey, we're trying to build this thing. 
you know, would you do it this way? And just having that access to a wealth of information as an adult right. is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So I agree. it's kind of awkward when you're a kid. Like, <laughs> what do I do here? Just another way of learning how to move in the world. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, how does supporting arts, let me rephrase that, does supporting arts as a family feel important to you? Because you've got dance, and you were talking to me earlier about your older son is into music. Like, how does that um, framework work where you're helping your kids find these avenues for expression? Does it feel important? It's very important to me, and it's very important for me that they have as many experiences um, and opportunities to interact with all different types of people, all different cultures. Music-wise, my older son loves Beethoven. Mm. He loves Beethoven and Mozart. He taught himself how to play the keyboard, which led to him playing the piano. And he is very much interested in classical music. He's 13. Yeah, that's very unusual. It, It really is. But he pairs his classical music and this new age, whatever they have going on with their different kinds of sounds together. And he creates some really neat things. He creates some really neat original sounds. So he decided he wanted to go to Austin Symphony. They were doing Mozart, Beethoven. So I took these three young men to the Austin Symphony. They were all dressed up and already and everything um this is the first time i had ever i think i called maybe a driver or something to come and get us because i did not want to drive i just wanted it to be a nice experience for the for the boys and they went they were the only young men Mm -hmm. there of their age and the way they conducted themselves i was so proud of them especially my eight-year-old because they listened they did not talk because we had already went over proper ed- oh, etiquette. Oh, sure, sure. You do not speak. <laughs> <laughs> there are certain times when you clap. So we did We did everything, and they, they thoroughly, and they actually enjoyed it. But I received so many compliments, did especially you? from the little one, because he would sign to me. If he had something to say, he would just sign it to me. Mm-hmm. He would do sign language, which was another thing we did when we were younger, teaching our kids sign language. Uh-huh. So... It was very, they were very impressed with the way they conducted themselves. And I was very happy. Yeah. (laughs) Because it was long for them and for them to have to, this was their first experience. But they conducted themselves very well and they were very pleased to have had the experience. And the feedback that I got from them, I was grateful for that because I was just like, oh my gosh, they're going to be so bored. They're not going to uh-huh. appreciate. They're not going to be able to appreciate it the way that I can, and they're going to be restless, and it's going to show that they're restless, and they're going to be. Ugh. But they were just wonderful, and they really enjoyed it. They really enjoyed it. They were actually engaged. Um, the little one got a little tired towards the end, but. He really, he did very well. That's so great that you gave them the benefit of the doubt where you could like picture 
like, gosh, here are all the ways this could be frustrating or hard, you know, navigating three <laughs> young men in this experience. Like, it could go the other direction. You're like, let's just try it. Y'all are excited about this. You're showing an interest. Let's follow this path. And how has that um, experience affected them, do you think? Do they bring it up? Do they talk about what that exposed them to? They want to go again. Awesome. They want to go again. So we're already looking at different shows and different plays. They want to do theater now. Mm -hmm. They're all interested in, they want to do theater. So I said, okay, well, if that's what you want to do, I try not to push them. I just open up doors for them and give them opportunities. The only rule, if I have one, would be once we start something, Mm -hmm. we finish it. Oh, uh If you don't ever want to do it again after that, totally fine with me whatever but if we start something we're gonna go to the end of it because mm, you may start it and you say oh, i really don't like that halfway through you're like oh, it's not so bad at the very end it could be great yeah you got to give it a chance right yeah because everything is a little hard anything worth doing is a little hard to get going or really understand i mean if it's fully easy it's not going to hold your interest exactly and you don't have to be successful at something to start it, but you do have to start it to be successful. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. So. And you were mentioning earlier before we started recording that you you like to follow those things that make you happy regardless of whether or not it makes money. Exactly. And I really try to give that to my children. If I can't offer them anything else, what I really want them to get from me is make sure you enjoy your life. And if you can find something that brings you joy and you're serving yourself in your community and you can also create a sustainable living for yourself and if you choose to have a family, you're successful. Right. If you are managing yourself, and I mean from the inside out, knowing that you always have the power to choose how you feel and how you react, you are successful. No one can make you feel a certain way. That's a choice. It's always a choice. And when you choose greatness for yourself, when you choose joy for yourself, that is exactly what you're going to have. And just know that. Yeah, it's a decision. You make your own destiny. You follow your own bliss. Absolutely. That's your own journey to go on. Because you could have all of the money in the world. You could have a very high-paid job. You could live in a really nice house. And you might not be happy. And be miserable. Absolutely. It, so it doesn't matter what your surroundings are. It matters what's going on inside. Exactly. That's your storehouse. Yeah. really is. That's your place of wealth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, what is that number, you know, that successful number? It really, there isn't a clear, there shouldn't be a clear delineation of what success is. Because, like, it, to me, it doesn't even matter, you know? Like, you were saying that within those confines, it's hard to be creative. It's hard to express yourself if you know, okay, this is the, the punched out form of success. How do you find your identity in that? Absolutely. And we have to really think about what really matters. These things around us. You could have bought a brand new car. Mm -hmm. If your child falls ill and someone said, I'm going to help you 
get your child better or we're going to help you get more of these cars over here. You're not yeah. going to care about that. Totally. The things that we have in our possession, just tangible things, a home, a car, money in the bank, if our body fails, we will give any amount right. to get back to the place that we can function yeah. at a level of comfort for ourselves. So what's most important? And if that is most important, that's what we should spend the most time on. Yeah. The people in our lives or who we should spend the most time with. Not some boss at a job that we hate and then we go home and we may not be the best that we would be for our family if we said, you know, I really don't like doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave. Because the moment we do, they replace us. Right. Without hesitation. So if someone wants their business to run, they're going to figure it out. Right. If you want your life to run and you want to run the business of your life, we really have to be about figuring that out first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. That's what comes first because nothing else, nothing else really matters. It doesn't. It just doesn't really have, doesn't really have value. Money, it's, it can buy things. It can buy you choices. <laughs> Comfort to a certain degree. To a certain degree, because absolutely, um, I'm by no means saying, oh, yeah, just, okay, just be someone that just wanders and doesn't do this. <laughs> right. But guess what? You may sit down and talk to someone that you think is on the street because they ha- don't have a choice, and they may tell you, you know what? Sitting on this corner is the best piece that I have in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm at peace right here, right now. Yeah. Just, we never know. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Unless you have a conversation. Yeah. Do you get to know a lot of people through your dance classes? Like, do you get to connect with lots of different ways of life that you hadn't planned or expected? Well, <laughs> Because I teach mostly children, mm-hmm. I get a chance to stay really, really young. Oh, sure. And I get a chance to see things at a perspective that most adults who are constantly in an adult world don't get a chance to see. And I get a chance to just be with children at a level of still their innocence. Mm-hmm. A place where they're still um, in a space of truth. And if something doesn't resonate with them, instead of thinking about it and thinking about how I could respond to their um, question or their reaction, they just say it. They just speak authentically from themselves. And so I learn so much that way. Yeah, Definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really fun. Is there anything else creative that you do outside of dance classes? I do. <laughs> okay, so I'm an actress. Are you? I didn't know that. I am. I could see it now. And I used to do storytelling. I would go around and I would tell stories, different stories. I've done a lot of spoken word. Oh. Haven't done any in a while, but I've done spoken word. And I want to do more motivational speaking. Mm-hmm. Because there are things that I would like to share. 
especially with women and young women. Mm-hmm. That's that's my passion. So that's the next thing on the horizon for oh, me. Nice. <laughs> I like that. When I was in Japan, I used to go into the schools. And a lot of times I would go during, I guess, Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And I would tell a lot of history from that perspective. I actually have a one-woman show that I was supposed to tour like maybe two or three years ago. And it just hasn't happened yet. So we'll see about that. Um, and I would go around and I would tell different stories. And then schools would have different events. And I would go and I would do storytelling for their events, go into classrooms and just do storytelling and help the kids kind of create their own stories, do poetry, just something to make the children laugh, but also to make them think. Mm -hmm. And I have a few children's books that I've written, but I'm looking for an illustrator to illustrate my books. And, and then, yes. So those are some of the creative things that I do outside of, outside of dance. That's fun. Yes. Um, we had, our, I think Kate was our third, um, episode. There's something called Testify in Austin. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's a monthly storytelling event where if there is some story just like sitting, you know, on your heart that you need to tell, be it sad or moving or exciting or, you know, just something that shaped you. And there are, I want to say five performers per evening. And I've done it twice. I was in their first um, show and then maybe one like three years later. And it is so much fun to go out there and like the adrenaline rush and really craft your story. You meet with a producer. They kind of help you like, okay, maybe leave out that part. Mm -hmm. But like maybe have a delivery, you know, your first sentence and your last sentence. And then you follow the story from there. And it was so good for me and the stories that I've seen are always moving and so just that performance that urge to perform even if you don't want to have a really big time commitment here's a way to scratch that itch right oh thank you for that testify testify okay I'm going to definitely look into that it's a lot of fun (laughs) it sounds like it it sounds like it okay then the last question if you were to give yourself a creative title, what would your title be? Dexcellent Creator. Dexcellent <laughs> Creator. <Yes. laughs> I love it. <laughs> Dexcellent. For people of excellence. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you, Dexy, for sitting down with me. It was such a pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Oh, I've been <laughs> thinking about it for so long. Every time I come to class, I'm like, I need to get this gal's story. And thanks to our listeners, and we hope you'll stay tuned for more episodes of Chatty Crafties. This episode was musicked by Berm and Swale. Produced by me, Amber Moreno. And co-hosted with Angelica Norton. Right here at Open Envelope Studio. Thanks for listening. Please stop over at chattycrafties.com, then go make some art. Maybe with that beautiful booty you're sitting on.